Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Yes, sir. Ron Hughley is out. Wade Smith, 12-year NFL vet, is in. We are live from NRG Stadium, Tex-Ac, Texas Bowl, Big 12 versus the SEC. Oklahoma State, go Pokes. Versus the Texas A&M Aggies, Tyler. What? Yeah, my boy. I should. I, I stepped all over you because I didn't. I wasn't confident, but I, you you brought it, baby. That's what the hell I'm talking about. So hey, all that noise in the background, just know we we are right in the middle of this thing, man. They are getting ready to play, to play one of the best bowl games in the land. Big shout out to the city of Houston, by the way, uh, for the support that they show. Because obviously, look, the fan bases they they come together. And, and they buy a lot of the tickets. But the city of Houston, uh, the, the people that make this happen, that pull it off here uh, at NRG Stadium in our city, in the downtown area. I was down there last night at a couple of the events, man. And, and it, it, is, it is a really cool vibe. I mean, it, it is a cool experience for these kids to come down here and hang for a few days. Uh, the 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 uh, All the different events they have around the bowl game. They went to a Rockets game. I mean, they got all kind of stuff going on. Big shout out to uh, to David Fletcher and his staff and everybody at Lone Star Entertainment that makes this thing happen. Uh, they do a hell of a job. But uh, so if you hear that noise in the background, we are literally right in the middle of it. But uh, today, uh, the biggest story going on in the city of Houston right now is C.J. Stroud, the Texans quarterback. Uh, the season has come down to unexpectedly. I'll be honest with you. I thought they'd win nine games, and then when when Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets, I backed off to eight, and then Aaron Rodgers got healthy. I mean, I got got injured about two plays in. I said, okay, we'll get back to nine. But in no way, shape, or form did I think that that would win the division potentially. The Texans are in place to win ten ball games and to potentially win the division and uh, and possibly get a or let's say get a wild card berth and possibly win. The division. These are monster games, and the status of C.J. Stroud has been up in the air. There was no media availability from the Houston Texans, obviously for good reason, because of Christmas after Sunday's game. But nonetheless, I understand why. But I've been chomping at the bit to get an update from C.J. from from D'Amico Ryan from the organization about C.J. Stroud, as I'm sure have all of the Texans fans out there. Well, we got one, folks. Here's D'Amico Ryan's updating us on C.J. Stroud's status and what he's got going on as we sit right here on Wednesday of game week. 
It's encouraging to have CJ back out you know, at practice today. It's, it's encouraging to see him. I think it just lifts everybody's spirits to see him back doing well and still progressing in the right direction. So you know, happy about that. But right now he's in stage four of the uh, concussion protocol. Still has one more phase. Stage four of the concussion protocol. Real quick, just to update everybody. Stage one is get your ass some rest. Yeah. That's stage one. We're talking about returning to participation Returning from concussion protocol, lay down, get some rest, limited light. We don't want to see you, right? Number two, once you get to feeling better, the symptoms subside, it's about getting some level of exercise, jog, bike, some kind of aerobic exercise. Do the symptoms come back? If not, okay, boom, let's go to stage three. Football-specific exercise, throwing routes on air out there with two receivers, um, you know, just – uh, you know, without any practice going on around you. That's stage three. Stage four, which is where C.J. Stroud is today, is club-based non-contact training drills, which for quarterbacks ultimately is practice, right? Going out there, going through seven-on-seven, seven, going through team. It's non-contact definitely for quarterbacks. Um, C.J. Stroud is right there. And here's the good news, folks. Stage or phase five, is literally being cleared. Okay, stay, you don't get to stage five until you take the field on Sunday and play in, a, in an organized football game. And so C.J. Stroud, Smitty, is right there, red, uh, barring some kind of setback today, tomorrow, or down the road um, before the ball game starts, before Sunday gets here. C.J. Stroud appears to be um, getting ready to play a football game Sunday versus the Titans. Yeah, he's on the precipice. There you go. He is is right there on the edge, and he's got to finish it up by not having any symptoms after he's practicing today, tomorrow, the next day, and he'll get get himself cleared. And then now you got C.J. Stroud back there, arguably one of the top quarterbacks in the league, arguably the best quarterback in the league, was having a great season before he got injured against the Jets. And, and now you're coming down the stretch where you're trying to get into the playoffs. This is, this is playoff time. You know, you win these two games you're in, and, and, and you get a guy like C.J. Stroud back, that's got to be a, a boost of confidence and a shot in the arm to everybody in that organization. I know those receivers are looking forward to catching that, that catchable ball that C.J. Stroud throws to those guys, being on time, being extremely accurate, making it easy for them. Uh, the confidence he gives into the offensive line, knowing that if I hold my block, um, we're going to make plays. We're going to get down the field, opening up run lanes for guys like Devin Singletary. I'm excited that he is at this point, um, and, and this is the most critical time of the year, and so you need guys like C.J. Stroud back on the field. Smitty, you know we, we hear this a lot in, in, in our game, in the, in the game of football. A lot of it's coach speak, but when it's real, it's real. And D'Amico said something there in that bit of audio about C.J. Stroud, about how uplifting it is to everybody yeah. around him. And there's a couple of things that play there, right? I mean, clearly you got a bunch of dudes over there that are trying to trying to earn a living playing a game, and they realize that they got a chance to be significantly better and win more ball games if C.J. Stroud's on the field. But I do believe this, Smitty. I believe that C.J. Stroud. We always I call it the it factor. Some people roll their eyes at it, but when you got it, it's real. It's powerful. And, and I just firmly believe that there's something beyond just the how good of a player he is. That when he's in the building, he has the ability to move the needle from a locker room perspective, the tempo of practice, the the vibes of practice. Uh, I, I think C.J. is legitimately one of these, those dudes. So to hear D'Amico say that uh, is is reassuring, but it's not surprising at all. Not at all. He's one of those guys that, that 
that creates confidence in his teammates based off of his approach, based off of his ability, based off of the evidence of what he's already done. He's been there and done that. He's, he's had games where he's, he's brought the team back late when, when things didn't look uh, like they were going to be able to come out with a, with a win and things looked bleak. And you know what? He, he came through and made plays. And so now you know you got that guy back in the fold uh, potentially this weekend, and, and you know that this is the most important game of the year so far. You want you want to have to be able to put your best foot forward, and a guy like C.J. Stroud, he, he does that for you. It does it for the coaching staff, does it for the, your players, it does it for the fan base. I know they're going to be excited to see C.J. Stroud back there on the field. C.J. Stroud, Phase Four concussion protocol on his way to play in Sunday. Five o'clock fire. All right, the guy that was selected right behind C.J. Stroud in this year's draft. We're going to update you right behind C.J. Stroud's update on Sports Radio 610. Will Anderson. Will Anderson is is a guy that, look, uh, you know, we, we've talked on this show, we've talked at length about, you know, not piling up the sack numbers early on and, and you know, is, is he going to develop this year? How long is it going to take? But bottom line is there's no denying Will Anderson is a key factor in this team's ability to win ball games. He's a key factor in this the Texans' defense uh, and, and their ability to play the run, rush the passer. The, we talked about C.J. Stroud and how he can impact the, the locker room, the vibes, the, the juice, the, 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 uh, you know, the, just how the team plays, how they practice. Well, Will Anderson is one of those guys as well on the defensive side of the football. Will's had a, a high ankle sprain that's kept him out. Here is uh, D'Amico Ryans on Will Anderson with an update for this week. Yeah, we'll see where Will is going. He's uh, he's made some tries, right? He's moving, definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, he's he's out working out, so we'll see, you know, what he can tolerate as the week goes along. And yeah, we're very hopeful to get Will back. He's been a very important piece to what we've done on defense, so it'll be great to have him back in some capacity. Yeah, Smitty. You know, when I look at this, like I, I need C.J. Stroud back on the field taking snaps. I, I need him getting reps. I need him getting run. I need him knocking rust off. I need I need. When I look at Will Anderson, I'll be honest with you. Tell me where he's at Friday. Yeah. And, and I'll get excited or I'll get concerned. We've heard uh, Matt Burke, the defensive coordinator, we've heard him specifically talk about D-line play and this system being D-line friendly of, hey, you can show up, plug and play, put your hand in the dirt, and, and if you're a good player, you can play in this, in this defense, the defensive, at least the defensive line spot. Um, you can play – rather quickly. I think he was saying that about Derek Barnett, who yeah. came in, had a tackle yeah. for loss and a sack the first mm-hmm. week. Um, so I, I, I take that for what it's worth as, look, Will Anderson knows what the hell's going on. Will Anderson's going to do everything he can to keep himself in shape. The minute he is cleared by the trainer to be able to, to be explosive and change direction and lean and, 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 and go with that ankle, I, I, I think it's a, it's a plug and play. Hell, I, I don't even know if it needs to be on Friday, if I'm yeah. being completely honest. Yeah. It could be Saturday being a home game. Listen, and that's the good thing about it, being a home game. You don't have to declare, declare guys out at the last – I mean, before you travel and go away. You can wait till the last minute to, to determine, like, hey, if we're going to be able to activate this guy or not for the game. Look, Will Anderson needs to take every minute, every second, every hour of these days leading up to this game to, to try to heal that injury and get it as, it, as best condition that it can get in before game day because you talk about high ankle sprains those things are it's all about time how much time can you get from the beginning of the injury until it's ready to go in order for you to go out there and play because those they're they're, they're tough injuries to come back from so you know it's been a couple weeks hopefully by the end of this week he'll be good enough to go if he's not good enough to go 
then it's one of those things that you, you, you can't push it because a high ankle sprain, if you, if you don't have the mobility, it's going to show. Yep. And you don't want to have a guy out there that doesn't have that mobility, doesn't, can't tolerate that pain that, that, that high ankle sprains tend to bring. Um, so it would be a next week thing. But like you said, you got all the way up into game day uh, to, to figure out if he's ready to go because it's not like it's, not like it's complicated up front. Yeah, hey, it's see ball, get ball, it's set the edge. It's you know that you, you got a couple games that you can run here, there, T games, ET games, and it, it ain't it ain't complicated to be a defensive lineman in this scheme. So get yourself as healthy as possible, and if you can go, you go, and if not, uh, it's next man up. Yeah, and, and that that's something to keep an eye on because we did we did see how thin they are at the edge rusher position, Smitty, last week when Jonathan when when uh, Will Anderson was already out, and then and then Jonathan Gennard went out early. Um, it, to, to me, look, look, I'm not I'm not overly concerned about the edge rushers on this football team. There's no doubt about it that Will Anderson brings a a, a different juice in everybody uh, versus the run and really play in, play out. Just overall being a football player, Jonathan Grenard brings a different element to the game from a twitch, explosion, change of direction, speed perspective. And we saw last week what it looks like defensively when those guys are out. I think they've got they've got really good depth. I think they've got guys that can play the run. They've got guys that can rush the passer. The thing is, is those two guys have a game-changing dynamic to their game that the other guys just simply, at this point in time in their career, don't have. That That's what you're missing with those two guys. Neither one of them practiced today, but they haven't been ruled out. They're still evaluating. We'll keep you posted right here on Sports Radio 610 of what Will Anderson, along with Jonathan Grenard, looks like moving forward. Five o'clock fire. All right, we've talked about this multiple times yesterday as well as uh, today, and 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 I, look, I just don't think we can give it enough airtime because I, it, it, it's there's so many layers that the Texans were awarded. They claimed uh, Kareem Jackson off of uh, the waiver wire uh, after being released from the uh, the Denver Broncos. Here's D'Amico Rhines, your Houston Texans head coach, talking about uh, Kareem Jackson and uh, them getting a chance to sign him at this point in the season. I'm looking at just another uh, veteran safety there. We lost Jimmy uh, with the injury. Uh, he won't be able to be back with us. So just looking at you know, more depth to our safety position there. And, you know, you don't, at this time of year, it's hard to find a guy who has, you know, the type of experience that Kareem has and the type of playmaking ability that he has. So we're able to add a guy and uh, looking forward to working with him. Smitty, I, I think, you know, and we'll talk these last couple of segments in depth because you've got personal experience with Kareem in terms of playing with him, knowing him personally. Uh, so clearly there's a perspective there that, that none of us have. But but when when you look at, at that particular sign at this point in time in the season, Smitty, for me, I've got one question. How quickly can Kareem Jackson get on that field and start contributing with Houston Texans? I expect him to be ready to play on, on Sunday. Come on. Um, there's no, I don't think there's going to be any impediment of him being able to play because the, the defense is too complicated. He's not going to be able to know the communication and all that type of stuff. He's a veteran guy. He's played in multiple defenses. He's familiar with this defense approach that that, uh, that D'Amico Ryans has. And so he's going to be able to work throughout this week to get the communication down with the guys um, um, in, the, in the defensive backfield. He's one of those guys that you can put him in a lot of different spots. You can he, he can come, he, he can be a guy that's a force in the run game. You can blitz him. He can cover deep. Um, he's gonna make, he's gonna be a playmaking guy. I'm excited about him getting an opportunity. And then I thought Sean Bajani had a really good nugget. He said he talked to him over there today at the, at the stadium. It's like after practice, 
he's been in town during his suspension watching the Texans, paying attention to what's going on with the Texans. Um, to me, that, that lets you know kind of where his mind was at. Of, of course, one of his good friends is the head coach of the team, but he, he originally was a Texan. And he, he, you know, he never wanted to leave. Yep. He, he wanted to be here. Um, he should have gotten re-signed. You know, people made decisions that, that went in other directions, and he went elsewhere, and he's had a ton of success. Now he's back. I'm sure he's going to be excited. The last time I remember him being here, he had like, I don't know, two or three picks, a fumble recovery, all kind of stuff. He just basically single-handedly beat the Texans. Now he's on our side, so I'm excited to see him get out there and play. I don't think there's going to be any issues at all with him being prepared to play, whether it comes to mentally or physically. I think he's going to be ready to go. All right, we've got uh, also for those of y'all out there that that are concerned with the suspension, I think Sean Bajani said it's been seven games this year for unnecessary roughness. Um, anybody that has any concerns, I've heard this pop up a couple of times. Of Boy, do you have any concern of, of that being a problem here in, in Houston? Look, I, I just – I don't. And more importantly, more importantly, um, D'Amico Rhines was asked specifically if he was concerned about that, and, and I'm paraphrasing. I hope he don't mind, but he said, hell no. <laughs> I, I wasn't worried about it. had absolutely zero to do with us signing – um, with us signing Kareem Jackson back. And, and I'll be honest with you, Smitty, it, it seems to me, like I'm surprised that Kareem Jackson got by so many teams in in the, uh, in the, the, waiver, in, in order? the wa- on the waiver wire. I, right? guess, I guess the Texans are probably somewhere in the middle of the pack. You know, they're 8-7 and seven right now, so they probably be like six, in somewhere yeah. between like 16 and 18. Um, yeah, I mean – I don't, I don't know what that says or doesn't say that they, that they were able to claim him, but I do think it's a, great, it's a great situation for the Texans to have a guy come in like Kareem Jackson when you lost a guy like Jimmy Ward. Right. Um, I think he plugs and plays and, and brings not just on the field in that role, but also in the locker room, um, what he brings as far as leadership and experience, a veteran guy having familiarity with what, what D'Amico is going to want to do. Um, I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm I'm here for it. I like I, I'm a fan of watching a guy play the game of football the way he plays it. It's call it call it call it uh, dirty, call it reckless, call it whatever the hell you want to. It's violent and it's fun to watch for the old, for the old heads uh, like me. All right, look, there, there's a franchise quarterback out there that got benched, y'all. It's breaking news. He got benched. It's announced today. Um, how in the world? Does a team get to a point where you pay a guy two hundred plus million dollars? I don't even know what the specific number is, and then you decide it's time for him to go to the pine for the backup quarterback. We'll tell you who that is, and we'll discuss next right here on Sports Radio Six. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're getting you set for the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Sports Radio 610. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors. Live from NRG Stadium. It's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Ron Hughley is out. Wade Smith, 12-year NFL vet, is in. And you heard the man. We are live at NRG Stadium. A lot of noise in the background, y'all. We are right here in the stadium in the press box. They're down there getting ready for this big-time matchup that, that kicks off at 8 p.m. tonight on ESPN. Oklahoma State Cowboys versus the Texas A&M Aggies. It should be a hell of a football game. Both of these teams have a lot to play for. Obviously, Oklahoma State, number 20 in the country right now. They've had their moments this year. They had their chances this year. We're in the running for the Big 12 late in the season. Had a couple had a couple of losses that cost them a game. Got a running back, Ollie Gordon, over there that actually uh, is, is uh, I believe he won the Doak Walker Award, one of the best running backs uh, in, in the country. He is, he is great to watch. And Texas A&M, some people may say, what the hell are you talking about, Clint? Look, they hired Mike Elko. They've got all the guys out that are going to transfer. The guys that are still in A&M, and look, that A&M roster, they've recruited well for multiple years now. They are very, very, very talented, and now they should be motivated to play tonight for their new coach, Mike Elko. First chance for him to get an impression of, of who these guys are, how they play, the energy they play with, and, and what his team looks like. So I expect this to be one hell of a football game tonight and we are here right in the thick of things we also got jacob green former texas a&m aggie was a first round pick from the seattle seahawks in 1980 he will be coming on with us by the way he is uh born and raised in Pasa get down dina so over on that east side where i'm at y'all know y'all know where that's at now he'll be joining us here in the next few minutes uh smitty but before we get there man we got a franchise quarterback in the nfl russell wilson no surprise that there's more controversy around Russell Wilson. I don't think that's ever been a good fit. Nothing was a good fit in Denver last year. But even even when Sean Payton got hired, there's and I, I look. I I was with the Cowboys with Sean Payton for a cup of coffee, and he was my position coach. I spent a lot of time with Sean Payton over a, a handful of months. The one thing I know, I knew Sean Payton was not going to take well to the Russell Wilson off the field. The 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 diva Russell Wilson, the yeah. the the uh, the the awkward, unorthodox uh, disconnect that he has with his team. Um, uh, you know, we're talking about C.J. Stroud. The lack of that it factor as it pertains to being in the locker room. Uh, I knew that was not going to play well with Sean Payton, but I figured they have to make it work because he's making so much money. Well, they announced uh, today, and 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 several people have 
uh, have the the story. It's been confirmed. Uh, but Jordan Schultz, this is from him. Um, the Broncos uh, have benched Russell Wilk- Wilson uh, for uh, Jarrett Stidham, and Russell Wilson is not going to be inactive. Russell Wilson is actually going to be the number two quarterback. Now, again, according to Jordan Schultz, Smitty, there's a financial aspect to this, financial layer to this, where they're basing Russell Wilson so that he doesn't get injured because if he got injured, there, there's a $39 million guarantee, I believe, for 2025 that would kick in. And so it's, I think it's pretty clear that there's been some, you know, there's obviously a financial component to this decision, but anytime your franchise quarterback gets benched like this, you got to really question what the hell's going on within the organization. Yeah, the Broncos are in a bad spot. You can tell that the guy that they gave a 10-year contract to, which is the head coach, Sean Payton, is not a big fan of Russell Wilson, who's the guy they gave $200 million contract to at the quarterback spot. There's not a lot of quarterbacks growing on trees out here in the NFL. So you're gonna if you're if you're trying to figure out a way to find a different quarterback to plug in and play in, and and, and build with a, a a young organization track when you're talking about Sean Payton being the new head coach, you're in a bad spot if you're not getting anything out of the guy that you paid out of money to, and so now you're putting a guy like Jared Stidham in there who, I think I think you described it properly earlier today when you said Stidham is one of those guys if everything is right around him. He can be a starter on a good team and, and, and do some good things, but he's not a guy that you expect him to, to, to take you to the promised land. And so if, if he's a guy that's going to be a placeholder, I guess they're, they're ready to do something right now to, to, to get him out there because Russell Wilson just hasn't been able to perform at the level that, that Sean Payton needs in order for them to, to be successful this season. Smitty, to think how bad it has to be for a guy that's making that kind of money with that kind of resume – to get benched before he completes 18 games or 17 games over an 18-week span with Sean Payton and with this this offense, you, you would think it's almost like a rebirth, like, all right, man, I got a second win, and for it to go so south where you're getting benched when there still is a very small chance, it's small, but a chance that you could get into the playoffs, that's wild to me. All right, uh, no, no, um, we, we've got uh, Jacob Green. we got former Aggie. Former first-round pick for the Seattle Seahawks back in 1980. My man was an all-pro in 84. And, uh, look, Jacob, all of those things are very, very admirable. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm born and raised in Baytown, Texas, brother. I love that that Pasadena blood that you got in you, man. How you doing, Jacob? (laughs) Man, I'm doing good. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm here with with 12-year NFL vet. Wade Smith, man, and and, uh, we're right here looking down on the the field in this bowl game, Texas A&M. Oklahoma State, man. What, what do you, what, how do you feel about your Aggies tonight? Well, I feel good about them. I, I was, uh, you know, I watched a little bit of practice this week, and and uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I feel as good as I can feel about it with everything going on, new coaching changes, get some guys that left. But at the end of the day, you know, those guys are going to go out and play. I think I think they'll be fired up. So, looking forward to watching them play tonight, Jacob. You know you're you're an Aggie Hall of Famer. Um, what is it like for you to be out there to go out to those practices and see those guys? And, and what is your interaction like with the younger players? They recognize like you know the the the, the foundation that you laid with the with the program and, and your your part in in being a Texas Aggie. Well, you know the, the number one thing is is that I get a chance to to talk to the kids and and. And let them understand where their scholarships come from. 
and you know, I, I work for the 12th Man Foundation and have been raising money for you know for athletics for the last almost 20 years at A and M, and and so I kind of give them a, a overview of of uh, where the scholarships come from and talk to them about you know what's right and just try to be a role model at some t- point in time. But but those kids they know that they're smart and they they understand it. So uh, it's it's a good thing for me to be able to go out and watch them practice and. You know, I'm not doing any coaching, but if, 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 you know, for instance, if a defensive lineman come up and ask me something, I'll tell him. But other than that, I just, I enjoy watching them practice and play. Well, well, now, now, wait a minute now, Jacob. They, they didn't, they didn't give me that, they didn't give me that nugget right there. Now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, and I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dredge up some old stuff with, with Jimbo Fisher, but that, that, what y'all just did. To, uh, to 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 pay a coach to go away, and 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 you're the brains behind the organization of of raising all that damn money y'all got out down there in College Station, Jacob. Goodness gracious! I mean, you was a hell of a football player, but from the light, from the looks of it, man, if you're raising money at that clip right there, goodness gracious, how are you guys doing it, man? Well, we we got a lot of generous former students. Uh, uh, we got great donors, and and you know, once an Aggie, always an Aggie. And you know we we, we want to win, and uh, you know, and and I, and I think what we did was what we had to do, and and you know we've gone down the road, and and, and I know Coach Elko um, when he left here the last time we were pretty good on defense, so I, I'm looking forward to see it. But you know Aggies stick together, Aggies. Uh, hey, we rally, we got everything we need as far as facilities. Now we just we just got to put the product on the field. Now that's what we got to do, and we have the talent, so we need to, we just got to let it go. Jay, look, I, I thought, uh, all joking aside, man, I mean, I, I thought Ross Bjork, he, I thought he handled the, the move that had to be made. I thought he handled it tremendously, man, admirably, and, and that, those are tough situations. So I, I looked at it as like, well, look, I, I, we obviously knew that Ross was really, really good at what he did, but, boy, when, when you handle something like that uh, with, with class and, and, and the way that he did was just, you know, A&M is in really, really, really good hands uh, from, from that perspective, man. But you mentioned Mike Elko. Um, give, give us a little peek behind the curtain of, of what Mike's been up to. I know he's coming in for this game, um, but but the dynamic of a new coach that's getting the first chance to look at his team and players getting the first chance to play for that head coach, man, that's that's a that's a big time opportunity. Well, it is. You know, and when Mike came here the first time, uh, I was one of the one of the ones that went down and we picked him up, his wife and his sons and, and an assistant. And the thing that I noticed about Mike. He was always organized. He, I mean, he had his stuff together. And what he's going to bring for us is, is, is a lot of discipline. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have the kids knowing where they have to be and where to be and what time they need to be there. Uh, and he's, not, he's just not going to go for any bull crap. And, and I think that's, that's just one of the things that, uh, you know, kids, they, they look for leadership. And I think Mike will be great for what we're doing. And, and as far as the way that Ross and, uh, handled it, uh, I thought he did a great job, and uh, you know, it's, it's it's always tough for anybody for to to fire a coach or to hire a coach, and and you know, I mean, you've been in the business, I've been in the business, but to to lose a job is it's it's tough, but you know, sometimes you got to do that. And the way Ross handled it, the way our, our board of trustees handled it, it was it was it, in the board of regents. I thought they did a great job. So it, you know, I, my hats off to those guys. All right, Jacob Green, uh, former Aggie defensive end, first-round draft pick. Jacob, we appreciate you joining us, man. Hey, man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, now, don't get in no trouble over there and pass the get-down Dina tonight now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <gonna> be- <laughs> to 
I won't. I'm gonna hang out with you, buddy. Come on, I'll buddy. see you in a little bit. I know where to go. Hey, good to see you, man. Take care, brother. All right, man. Thank you, man. Okay. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into this uh, offensive line play. I, I think one of the biggest questions around the Houston Texans organization, and and look, the next couple of games, and if they get in the playoffs, can they make some noise? D'Amico Ryan says it. Everything starts with that run game. I'm sitting here next to former offensive guard for the Houston Texans. Guy, guy did it at the highest level uh, for a long time. There's no better, nobody better to talk offensive line play run game with than Wade Smith. We'll do that next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're getting you set for the Tax Act Texas Bowl on Sports Radio 610. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors. Live from NRG Stadium. It's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. Ron Hughley is out. Wade Smith, former Houston Texans offensive lineman, is in. And, uh, hey, Tyler, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to give a little something back to the people this, uh, this hour, ain't we, man? I think Texas. you're right. Let's give away a couple of Texans tickets, man. What the hell? Be caller number five. It's been good to a couple of people so far. Let's stick with number five. Be caller number five right now to 713-572-4610. You'll win a pair of tickets to the final Texans home game of the year which is on December the 31st in the bullpen, y'all, right here in NRG Stadium down close to all the action. It's a must-win game, and these are must-have tickets. This is the last pair that we're giving away today, so congratulations to the winner winner in the 3 o'clock hour, the 4 o'clock hour, and whoever wins this pair of tickets. Again, it's a must-win game, must-have tickets. We like to give it back to the people, man. Don't don't say that Sports Radio 16 had never done anything for you because we're, we're giving you tickets now. Titans, Texans, December 31, must-win game. This is going to be big time. you got to be in the building. Congrats to whoever won those particular tickets. Now, we uh, we heard from D'Amico Rines back at uh, 220. He was uh, – you can hear it live right here on, on, uh, on the drive. And uh, if you're listening on the Odyssey app – you can use that rewind feature and go back and, and hear all of uh, D'Amico Ryan's comments. It was it was uh, it was very 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 good updating several players, old and new, and um, he, he brought he brought several nuggets to the table, Smitty. But the one thing he said um, that he said we've heard him say it multiple times is, "Look, guys, offensively, everything starts with our ability to run the run the football." And uh, Smitty, to date. Running the football has been inconsistent. I, I, like I, my expectations are not for them to be one of the best run running teams in the league. My expectations are for them at some point to have an effective running game, uh, have a, a run game that goes out there regardless of what the stats are. At some point in the game, it's effective, right? The play action works, or you chew up yardage in in a in a, in a four minute situation, or you just. Everybody, everybody on the field knows that their weakness is, is run defense, and we're going to pound the rock. Just be effective, be a weapon for Bobby Slowick, and and it's that's been inconsistent, to put it nicely, so far. But I tell you, the dynamic is is changed with the C.J. Stroud situation, Smitty. I tell you what I mean. Like now, 
you need to run the football because the less that you ask C.J. Stroud to drop to drop back and throw the football in this game coming up, the first game returning from a concussion, the better off you're going to be, right? D'Amico Rhines could tell you right now, Bobby Slug would tell you right now, yes, we would like to be able to go win this ball game and not expose C.J. Stroud to too many hits, if any, uh, if at all possible. And so running the football is important in every game. It's even more important this week, Smitty. Just what you, we talk about it at nauseum, but but just what have you seen from this particular run game? Do you believe they can get it done versus the Titans? They did two weeks ago. Um, what, you know, how do you feel about the overall run game with the Houston Texans right now? So I, I tell you one thing: the fact that George Fant practiced—that's a good sign. Yeah, um, he was not there last week. You saw the difference between two weeks ago and last week in the offensive line performance. But we didn't talk a lot about it. I'm sure I haven't heard much about the significance of George Fent being out of that game last week. That was a big deal. Um, I, I look at it like this. Him being back is important for them up front. Um, Devin Singletary getting as many touches as possible, especially early in the game, I think is an is important thing. When you look at what happens with this offensive line this year, the good offensive lines, the physical offensive lines, the the the, the the, the Ravens and the Eagles and the 49ers, those are healthy offensive lines. There's not a lot of guys missing time up front. What you've seen with the Houston Texans is at the right tackle spot, you've missed a bunch of, bunch of games at that spot. At the center position, you've missed a bunch of games at that spot, having different people having to cycle through there. At the left guard position, you've missed a bunch of games at that spot. And so with that – that's, a lot of that has to do with the inconsistency with what you're seeing up front because everything works together. Everybody has to be on the same page, whether it's what you're doing up front in conjunction with what's going on in the backfield with the running backs, the quarterbacks carrying out their face, the play-action game that comes off of that. It's all connected. It all works together. And so I think it's extremely important. I think you make a great point about C.J. Stroud. When you talk about a concussion and you're talking about – getting as far away from that concussion as you can without having any kind of uh, reoccurrence or any kind of instances or, or taking any shots, you, that, just, that just compounds how, how much more effective you will be and how much you'll be able to – you're fully over it by keeping yourself clean and taking those hits. And so the run game is always a way to keep a quarterback clean. If you're able to run the football, you're able to get after, get after people in the run game, now uh, – Defensive linemen are stopping their feet. They're, they're, they're not trying to get up the field and get to the quarterback. And so that means that C.J. Stroud has a clean pocket. So do I think they can do it? I definitely think they can do it. They did it two weeks ago. I have no reason to believe that they can't do it again, um, especially because they got George Fent back in the lineup. I think that's a key, a key um, addition or, 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 or a, a key member of the offensive line to get back there yeah. in the lineup. And so um, – it, it's, it's absolutely necessary to keep C.J. Stroud clean, and it's absolutely necessary for them to come out with a victory is for them to replicate what they did last time, run the football, run it with consistency. And they had a dominating run, run, running performance two weeks ago. They need that again from the Texans. Tell me this, Smitty, because I'm, I'm going I'm to circle back to uh, some of the things you said earlier talking about the offensive line. One of the things you said was, was how, how just integral it is to or important it is that they find that the center, that the center is um, a, a guy that can can look ultimately make this offense go uh, in terms of the outside zone and, and the, the know-hows, the ins and outs of this particular offense, this particular run game. Um, 
I think there's something there because there's a lot of conversations, Smitty, where I'm like, I, like for instance, Damian Pierce. Like I, I don't doubt that there's some things that Damian Pierce has to work on and be better at. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that him not being a scheme fit is to blame for him from going from look he was going to be a thousand plus yard rusher last year to second, maybe even third string reps this year. Right, I mean, there's more to that than just the scheme doesn't fit. There's more to that fall off. But my point being is the offensive line and and those guys that line dance that has to happen and 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 you want to talk about taking time for the scheme to really work because those guys have to work together. Three guys could understand it and know it like the back of their hand. If the other two don't, it's going to screw up the whole thing. Right? It takes all five. But you mentioned the center being yeah. absolutely important, Smitty. If if one of the young guys isn't the center, I don't know if Juice Scruggs is going to be a guard or a center. I I, I don't know, but it, but if not, they've got a lot of money where they could go out there and, and and find that right piece at the center position if they need to this off season. But just the thought of how important that center is to 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 what they're trying to get done here. It's absolutely critical. And when you looked at what happened in this off season in the in the, in training camp, Juice Scruggs looked like he was going to be the guy. I I I liked a lot what I saw out of Juice Scruggs. He got injured. And so once he got injured, you cycle through three or four guys that have been playing that center position, yep. and you, you relate that back to Damian Pierce. He's a guy that likes to run the gap scheme. If you're if you're if you're double teaming at the point of attack and pulling the guard or pulling the tackle, he can just get downhill, hit a hole, or maybe back one hole. You know, a gap runs. That's Damian Pierce. That's his bread and butter. Where if your center's getting beat, and guys have been in that spot and taking turns of not being able to, to win the back block, not even being able to just hold up in the back block, getting holding penalties in the back, back block. Now that's causing issues for Damian Pierce on something that is bread and butter. When you have a center position that can't consistently reach a shade by themselves, if you can't consistently run reach, reach block a shade uh, defensive lineman by yourself as a center, then the outside zone is not going to be worth a damn. And so you, you go back and look at those old films of – of Chris Myers and, and Arian Foster's having all these, these great runs and stuff. Just check out Chris Myers and what he was able to do. Check out any of these. Check what, what you see out of Jason Kelsey. Check what you see out of um, any of these teams that run outside zone and see how good their centers are at the point of attack. We haven't had that this season from that position. I thought Juice Scruggs, and I still think Juice Scruggs can be that guy because of injuries, because of having to – move because Titus gets hurt and yeah. and the timing of when Titus got hurt and when Juice Scruggs was eligible to play again, you know, they got Juice playing at, at guard. But I think his best spot is center, and he looked like he's going to be the guy. So could they go out and get somebody? They're going to have plenty of money to go out and get what they need to get um, this offseason. But I think that Juice Scruggs is probably going to get that – likely to get that first shot at it at the center position because he looked good and he looked like he was going to be able to take over that role. That is Wade Smith, 12-year NFL vet. Smitty, uh, always good spending time with you, man. And uh, I tell you, greatly appreciate you filling in today, man, and giving us some of your holidays, brother. It's always real, fellas. There it is. There it is. Well, we're, uh, we are at NRG Stadium. If you're coming to the game tonight, we'll see you soon. If not, you can listen to it right here on Sports Radio 610. My man Brett Dolan and Johnny Harris, two of the best in the, in the broadcasting business, will be on Sports Radio 610 bringing this game to you. The Tax Act Texas Bowl, Big 12, SEC, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. It's bowl season, y'all, and we got a big one tonight in Houston. The Drive will be back live tomorrow, 
Make sure you stay plugged into Sports Radio 610, 6A to 6P. Texans All Access is up next, 6 to 8 p.m. And then, like I said, at 8 o'clock, at old kickoff. Them Pokes and them Aggies, y'all. Bound to be a good one. Bound to be a barn burner here at NRG tonight. Until tomorrow, we love you, Houston. Seems impossible to fake. I got to go figure out which one of them perfumes are. Make sure she just does one of them drive-bys with that perfume, and then, <laughs> then it's, on, it's on and pop. The problem when you do that, though, now you, you out of control. You're not going to listen. What I do? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.